Yo, I say podcast is the real truth. We back in here on Friday. Friday this fuck, man, and um, excited to be here. Let's get into it. Okay. So we go kick it off. Carolina Music Review. We got uh, Dirt Dollar. Name of the song is Blue Dream. Top down, that's a song, she said turn it up Backwoods hit the road, time to burn it up Got a call from my accountant, said we doubled up Pass the bank, hit the bank, tell me who you love I don't know what they say or what you know about me But niggas know the way I flow, it ain't a show without me Navigate through the hate and let the lorry route it Keep a million in the bank for anyone who doubt it Baby, I got something to show you You should never have your love wrapped up let that blue dream in the air. In the air. Ooh, I can't wait to be alone with you. Ooh, there's so many things I wanna show ya. We gon' put that blue Ooh. dream in the air. Tonight I saw you. Ooh, it made me remember. Made me remember when you were mine. Chaser Anderson kick off his assessment of Blue Dream. Blue Dream reminded me, like you said it uh, when the song was playing, it's like, is he influenced by Pim C? I heard some um, futuristic eight ball and MJG meet some super high rose neo type of a, a grown and sexy vibe, and it and, and it puts you in the mind of like a like a cushed out grown and sexy kind of uh, allure. Okay. So, um, I like that, and it's it was definitely different. So that that came in. It's like uh, makes me want to you know check out and get more from uh, Dirt Dollar. So I get that shit a stamp, bro. Oh, man. Okay. I'm I'm gonna short love, bruv. <laughs> bruv. Uh, man, for me, 
this one of those tracks I would have to listen to a couple more times to to really give an assessment. Um, it didn't do it for me initially hearing it. Mm. Uh, the some part I it just don't the mixture of the hook. Mm, I, I just wasn't really feeling it, but you know I could listen to it a couple of times and it may grow on me because I don't feel like I I gave it a fair shot. Um. So I would listen to it again. It's not a song where I'm just like, oh, hell no. But I, I would listen to it again um, to try and give it a, another ear. But so, so, nigga, you going to stamp it or not today? No, it, I'm not stamping it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. But um, I, I, like I said, I want to listen to it again. It wasn't horrible, but I can't give a, a fair, honest assessment. Sure enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, we pouring wine around this motherfucker. Got wine glasses, whiskey glasses, solo cups. So, you know, mind your business. Whatever you see in rotation, just know that uh, it's being ingested. Nice red wine. But uh, anyway, we'll go ahead and kick this shit on off, man. Damn. Uh, Carolina News. So, uh, Steady ranks South Carolina the eighth worst state. To raise a family in 2019. Mm, um, I knew it. Definitely want to get your opinion on that, (laughs) Anderson. It says that uh, here's how it ranked. For family fun, we're ranked number 42. For health and safety, we're ranked number 39. Education and child care, we're ranked number 34. I would have said 39. Uh, Affordability, 43. And socioeconomics, 34. So North Carolina ranked 20th. No, North Carolina ranked 13th, and then... And what are we overall? Georgia finished ninth. And what are we? We're eighth. Eighth worst. Eighth worst. Yeah. And they were like 13th, like top... Yeah, 13th. On the other opposite side. Yeah, Georgia Way up there. Yeah. And then we're down... So we're eighth worst. Uh, So we would be 42 overall. (laughs) 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 Hey, nigga. We got to um, take it, nigga. We down here in South Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, go get you mm, a, get your assessment first. You want me to go? You go <sighs> ahead and I'll start this one off. I don't want to come from left field and just be too, too deep and too political. So I want to hear your slant on this. Um, I can see where it's coming from when it breaks <laughs> it down into categories. Now, as far as, like, being raised in the South, man, I wouldn't want to be raised nowhere else. To be honest, you know what I'm saying? I've traveled a lot of places. I like being from the South. People be like, you country as hell. That don't bother me at all. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like the country and all that shit. Uh, you know, my my daughter, um, she likes to visit like other places, but for the most part, she likes South Carolina, you know? Um, now, I do agree with how they broke down the categories. Family fun, very minimal. Uh, especially around here, the highlight is fall for Greenville, uh, and that's once a year. Uh, you got Carowinds in Rock Hill, but that's technically still damn near right, North Carolina. Right, right at North. So, you know, it, it's not really mm. a lot. You got a few go-kart parks and shit like Frankie's Fun Park and shit like that, but um, as far as an overall assessment, saying it's not a good place <laughs> to raise a family, like 42 um, I don't agree with that, you know. Um, fuck whoever came up with this list. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Um, I'm gonna take 
um, the opposite approach. Okay. And and here's the reason why. Like, if someone gave you in any level of rating in any given subject a score that low, just you, out and you represented the state, whether you agree with it or not, you have to take a moment and really self reflect and be like, damn. Mm. What made them come to this decision and how can I improve upon that? And I will say, um, as opposed to going really deep, I'll say this, like, it's up to, apparently, very clearly, whether you're political or you're not, it's up to us to have to really reapply resources back in the community because clearly at this point, uh, your ass ain't been at the, you know, the the booths at the local levels to really institute or demand higher education, more allocation going to, you know, the areas that aren't gentrified, but that are predominantly minority, African-American, Hispanic, whatever, what have you. This is happening like at an all time high now. So you get a situation like that and then you get the combination of the fact that there's no one investing in the culture. There's a lot of shit that's, you know, like one of the things you say about the Carolinas is, oh, it's close to this, it's close to this, but it's not necessarily here. Uh, a lot of people say that. It's in the middle. And in a, as opposed to Atlanta, like there are people who are successful in Atlanta who make a, a point to make sure that their influence, like the Atlanta culture, stays viable because you were talking to and they really had like a lot of the OG producers that have been in the game since, you know, the days of Organized Noise and Goody Mob and a lot of those guys. And they were just saying how it's so it's so different now because people come from everywhere. And when they come from everywhere, they bring their culture, like the even the graffiti art, like some of the arts and the museums that come there. They don't have a necessarily historical reference to Atlanta. They just... It's because Atlanta's international, so they have like a lot of international stuff there. But there are people who are like, we have to make sure the culture that is Atlanta stays viable in that. But who can we say that's doing that in South Carolina? Like, who's making it that that fun? And of course, you know, we all know Atlanta is like, you know, the, the one of the few rare cities that's you know who's matri- making what fun? Like the activities, like the the amount of museums, the amount of things that have culture. Like, like for, a trap museum or something like that. Not, I mean, that's you can use that as an example because I don't want to differentiate that from from overall. But I mean, anything that that people are aware of cognizantly and like make want to make it an attraction because there's like we said, there's all these resources here, yet you know people don't necessarily come here and and the experience that they're expecting is something that has all of those different types of arts and culture and things which are which are here which are prevalent but i mean it's it's not just the well the culture that we have like here charleston is, and stuff yeah, i'm just saying like slavery tied yeah. to slavery <laughs> well, i mean most, most southern states that's you know that's but charleston that's what they be highlighting like plantations you know, Tobacco farms. Plantations are still high, high revenue tourist attractions all throughout the South, especially (laughs) in Louisiana. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. You should do better. Uh, It's it's very scary that, you know, that South Carolina in a lot of ways is mirroring a lot of places that have a lot of horrible shit going on, you know, so. Yeah. 
Take it with a grain of salt. And you're going to have to invest in the educational system. You're going to have to invest in the roads. You're going to have to invest in where those funds allocate. Or you're going to have to give back directly. Right. Well. Or just don't give a fuck. But it's pretty bad. Yeah, just don't give a fuck. Um, I don't have any problem with South Carolina, like I said. I don't have a problem with South Carolina, but I, I think those ratings are like, man. They, they, <laughs> they, they say they accurate. <laughs> 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 Nigga surprised it was that high. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know. South Carolina, I'm riding with you. I'm still um, here. Hey, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> um, so get into some culture news, all right? So this shit damn caused a shitstorm, nigga. Soon as I walked in the barbershop, I was bombarded with this shit, niggas damn like on it, talking about it, motherfuckers damn talking about the shit online. And I Definitely wanted to damn table this for Anderson because Anderson is part of a fraternity. Uh, I'm not going to get into what fraternity he's a part of. If he wants to share that with you, he will. But he's part of a fraternity, so I wanted to see uh, his thoughts. So Boosie uh, was caught wearing a Kappa sweatshirt. And uh, motherfuckers went off and was like, he don't have a right to wear that and you know, initially he kind of just said, hey, I wear what I want to wear. I was just looking for something fresh to match whatever he was wearing. And um, he kind of came back and recanted that. Well, he didn't recant what he said about what he wear, he wear what he want to wear. He said, you know, he it wasn't his goal to try and offend anybody. Like, he fucked with the Kappas. You know, he said that and he said, damn, you know, he'll, he'll, he won't wear the shirt, but he want them to teach him the, the shimmy so he can do it at the Boosie Fest. So... Um, but a lot of people had a lot of opinions on that shit. You know, originally someone told me like, yo, Boosie a gangster, them niggas don't want it with him. Like, they better shut the fuck up and just a lot of shit. But Anderson and I talked about it in depth today. He gave me a lot of perspective on it and I wanted him to share it with y'all on the podcast. So Anderson, the floor is yours. Well, thank you, William. And um, a lot of this uh, subject matter is something that's endeared to me because the fraternity that I am, I am a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. So um, there's a lot of facts and there's a lot of context that I want to make sure that people really are very clear on. Um, first of all, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, and I, I discussed this with you. Uh, Bootsy, his brother, my fraternity brother, when I was down bad, um, when I was living in Louisiana, his brother is a nuke that pledged that Southern, the school that I actually ended up graduating from. I finished school, got my degree. Uh, though I went to Clemson, I got it, graduated from Southern University. So I, I know him. As far as, and, and this is context, just, just for people who are out there, I used to be on the frat lot. I came from the Carolinas. This is when I was homeless. I didn't have shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm down bad. You know, um, I end up getting into school at Southern, because partly because the vice president of the university turned out to be a noob. Uh, one of the cats who I ended up um, really linking up with, extremely intelligent. This nigga didn't have shit. This nigga hustled. This nigga gambled. This nigga drunk. This nigga smoked. But this nigga's got a master's. And working on a doctorate in chemistry, you know, like, 
these niggas helped put me on. So I, I, I went from out of school, living in my Honda, to living in this spot that's like $50 a week that is so disgusting and so decrepit. The Section 8 housing looks like gold right across the street compared to where I'm living. So this is where my mind frame was. I'm just getting into school at Southern because of TQ. Like at out at the frat lot, it was like a house party. And what I mean by the frat lot, like the fraternity cappers, we there was a house on the campus. Shout out to the brothers of Alpha Sigma. Always show love to them cats. Real solid bros. Um they had a house, nigga, and like if they had like a kickback or just like a little event where you know everybody could come and celebrate and party, like they would get that Brucey would come out there. Bruce had been out there and performed. You know, Webby's brother is also, you know, a cap who pledged at Southern University. So these dudes understand um, whether it's not 100% directly, they understand the context of, you know, what the organization is. And as far as people saying all of this, you know, no, no fraternity um, is about, in its conception, any type of beef. But... The conviction that you have to any organization, right, whether it's a gang, whether it's a company, that's as strong as the mind. If you are mentally resolved, like, to the fact that you will die for what you believe in, and and that may be anything that you love, that's the conviction of your mindset. And people have that in every aspect of life. And there are also people who may not be as solid. We'll just leave it at that. I don't want to rant on that point. The point I'm saying is... As far as people saying, oh, nigga don't want smoke with the cat. Nigga, you're talking about a lineage like these are cats um, who are like doctors, lawyers, engineers, highly reputable, intelligent, successful cats. Nobody who's in entertainment wants a lineage and a collection of group of any any organization. Nobody wants that type of a a problem. And he knows that intimately because like I said, his brother is one. Um as far as me personally, um, as far as his apology, I mean, I I take it for what it's worth and I accept it. Should anybody teach him how to shimmy, personally, from my opinion, my perspective, absolutely not. Like that's something that I don't think should happen. That's something that's not gonna be determined by my opinion. I recognize that, but that's my fucking opinion with regards to that. And um, so elaborate on that a little bit. Why? Because uh, I was just looking at his social media, and he's actually on live right now. And there's a Kappa teaching him to shimmy. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised that uh, someone would because Take it could be. Clout. Um, I'm what I'm gonna say about it because um, I don't want to be disrespectful to any any chapters that opt to do whatever decision they do with regards to this. At this point, it's something that's only going to be turned around and spent for marketing because in, in in his part apology, he was saying that, you know, you know, part of the Kappa's big thing is, you know, doing a party stamp to to his song Wipe Me Down. So he feels like he should have an opportunity, you know, to 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 do the dance or whatever. But uh me personally, you know, I know I, I know cats, you know, who are like 70 and like 80 and like they you know they they believe so so hard like a lot of people and when I wanted to talk about 
aside from that is people's conception of a fraternity. Like people get a lot of shit fucked up about fraternities. And 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 here's here's one of the things like uh and you were saying that somebody said this in the barbershop. It's it's probably better that I wasn't there. Like if you are in a fraternity, that somehow means that you a pussy ass nigga. That's a huge, huge, huge misconception. And I'm going to be 100 with you in, in every warp of life that I have lived, whether it's in corporate life, whether it's in any organization. There's an example. In any city, in any given block, there's a motherfucker that's, a, that's an asshole. That's a poor representation of that block or a poor representation of that company or a poor representation of that group. So I say that to say it's an asshole in every every organization including every frat but there are a lot of motherfuckers who have done i mean i know dudes who just fucking had to put themselves through school like real shit like they made trips like taking class and then making trips just doing whatever the fuck they got to do just moving and carrying just to just to fucking pay for a semester and now like one dude is like a fucking coo of a a Fortune 100 company, like a COO. He's been in a magazine. That's fucking outstanding. Like, so to assume anything about anyone uh, like that, I think is a, is a mistake and a flaw. Um, I also feel like people don't understand, like historically, when you go back to fraternities, before there was HBCUs, before they were even established, there were all white schools during segregated times where racism was at a, a fucking, uh, it was open, it was flagrant, it was at an all-time high. Black organizations at that time, at all of these schools, started at a white school. So they were, tr they were there to provide a service to the campus who did not have anyone who may have looked like them or represented or identified with them or wasn't blatantly racist and wanted to hurt or assault them at these predominantly white schools. These organizations had a greater purpose outside of throwing parties. Their conception was all service. You know, like people will live and die by their Greek organization. But if you follow the core principles of anybody's Greek organization, they're based on the principles of the Bible. So they should never really, if they're following that, get in a situation where they ride or die if they're living by the code of their, their fraternity, whatever your Greek organization is. But, I mean, that shit is adamant. People, I mean, if you are not a part of it, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things are misconceptions. You may get fucked up by a lot of media portrayal, but the premise of these organizations were to not get pussy. A lot of people, and we talked about this before, a lot of people think if you're in a Greek organization, you're going to get a lot of pussy. Like, no, that's incorrect. Like, you're just going to meet more people. So if you, if you meet one out of ten people, one out of ten ladies, and you, you have sex with one out of ten ladies, if you're in a fraternity, you might meet a hundred women. You might meet two hundred women. You might meet three hundred women. So... You're still batting the same percentage. More people still recognize you as lame or whatever they think of you. You just interacted with more people. Right. It's just a law of numbers. So, and I, I don't want to rant on it, but I just feel like, like all of the movies, like to me, um, personally, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know how to articulate it without... Really express. Well, I think you did a good love. job giving yeah. perspective to it. Um, I especially like the point 
that you talked about how people assume, because I actually made that statement, you know, when I was engaged in the conversation. I said, you know, um, my brother is a, is a capper and ain't shit sweet about him. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I get what people say. Uh, I've dealt with that through my life, man. Like, especially, like I told you, I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. So, you know, I had to deal with that shit. Niggas thought shit was sweet. And then they had to learn that shit ain't sweet, homie. Like yeah, some Jehovah's really? Witnesses that'll slap the shit out that of you. That will slap the entire shit out of you. It's some it's some yeah. so it's some fraternity people, man. It's it's a, it's a every, it's somebody, it's somebody everywhere. everywhere. Slap the shit so, out you, why don't 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 just get it fucked up and assume that about nobody, bro? Yeah. Especially if they got a whole I mean, what do you believe in? Mm. What are your principles? Can you name any core principles that you stand for or believe in? And you got motherfuckers who have core principles that they have been, you know, respected and absolved to believe in and, and have a, a, a resounding value to them for hundreds of years. Yeah. Centuries, bitch. And you know I, 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 done, I done live with that shit on the other end. I've been guilty of thinking shit was sweet with a nigga. And I was telling me and Anderson were laughing about that shit on the phone before we came. Like, nigga, it was this nigga, damn, I thought shit was sweet with him. The 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 gym was full. That shit been packed. And you know, this nigga came in with a fresh ass starter jacket on. And you know me with the jokes. I'm like, man, look at this damn bench warmer with a starter jacket nah. on. I thought the shit was funny. Everybody was laughing. I turned my head. <laughs> Next thing I know, nigga, I'm on my knees. Damn. Eyes watering, pop, nose burning. That nigga knocked the shit out of me. <laughs> but I told him. What did he hit you like in the back of the neck? Nigga, he had to get me on the side. I didn't even see that shit coming. Like, mm. literally, I just, I'm down. And, <laughs> but I told A.E. where he fucked up at, he admired his work. Like, instead of staying on my ass, the nigga hit me, stunned me. And then he just standing there like he the man. Let me get my shit back together. Now I got my shit back together. I fucked him up, but damn. Yo, you can't think shit sweet with niggas just because they might be quiet or... They might look suckerish. You gotta give every man they respect until it's time. And now, if you if you intentionally want to disrespect the nigga because you want want something to pop out, oh yeah, disrespect the nigga. But you can't just be like, oh man, this nigga ain't shit. Cause them be the niggas who you get fucked up behind a lot. Take it from your boy. It's happened to me on several occasions. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, all right, moving right along. So we got. Uh, we go hop into a couple of these listener submissions, um, but good shit, Anderson. That was very well articulated um, on that shit. Um, appreciate that from you. Uh, first one: My husband and his friends are going to Vegas and renting an exotic car. Not only do I think it's a waste of money, but what's the purpose? They want to come down to motherfucking Vegas and stud on these bitches. They probably go go big, stupid, hard. You worrying about yeah. they going to motherfucking fuck somebody and get some motherfucking pussy. That's what you're wondering. You're wondering if he's doing all of this gaudy, childish shit that's going up against the budget because they're trying to get some pussy. Well, here's the thing. You're probably right. But look, that there's 30% chance that he's doing it because they want to live life and they want to experience the moment and be flamboyant and get it off their bucket list. So that means that you need to go ahead right now. Stop worrying about that because that's the side issue. How's the health of your relationship? Because if your relationship is at a flimsy place, <laughs> yeah, I and like you that feel word. and you feel flimsy. like you know one more fuck 
know, <laughs> one more bring back a crab. One more, one more go of this. I'm, I'm, we're done. Y'all, but you better get some goddamn get. Excuse me, some reckoning, some some straightening, okay. and um, some type of agreement prior to the trip. Uh, but if you think it's not that, let the nigga go live. Let him go be great. But that nigga go go and die, that bitch. You know what I'm saying? We legal. You know what I'm saying? Going to buy pussy legal. You know what I'm saying? You going down there studying, flexing. You know what I'm saying? Go hit a couple VIP. What the fuck you think finna go down? But I'm just, you know, I'm just talking shit for the podcast. I could be playing. <laughs> Listen, my take on it is your nigga got some clout with you already. You done forgave this nigga before with some bullshit he done did. Ain't no need to worry about it now. And a lot of you may ask, well, how do you know that? <laughs> the fact that you're letting your husband... Go to a place whose moniker is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. The rental of a car is the least of your worries. That nigga mm. finna go out there and get some pussy. Him and his homeboys? What the fuck you think finna happen? They going to Vegas. They may not get pussy. In defense of nigga. the guys who do guys trips and don't be fucking, because they exist. Yeah, you're speaking of one. You know? <laughs> 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 it definitely exists. You're speaking the word. Um, oh, say it again. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. They exist. Uh, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. <laughs> I don't know why these niggas laughing so This the wine, man. Cheers. Um, but yeah, this nigga I finna go out there and fuck something. But um, if you want to worry about the car, to answer your question, the fact that they're renting the car... Also tells you maybe your nigga is just not someone who uh, women may find attractive. <laughs> so you may not have to worry about anything. He may be using the cars, you know, just an extra piece to get him some pussy. Man, he so. got a, that nigga got the whole facade. He got a story. He got a backstory of success, balling in, in excess. He's put up a whole, you know, this is what you need to do. Because woman, I'm sure you're a great investigator. Because women are. Find out if that nigga has had a good old account stashed away for a trick fund. Mm. If he's had a, an established trick fund, your first impression, I know Wait, what you're going to do. trick fund? Yeah, they go trick off in Vegas. Oh, okay. If he's got a whole <laughs> trick fund, your first reaction, sweetheart, and I know this, ladies, yeah. she's going to feel like every single time I wanted to get this, I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to go eat a red lobster. You know what I'm saying? Or this, and you like, nah, we got to save money you need to cook. Every time you shorted her a stunning, your punk ass was going to save some money for this trick fund. You're going to hey. feel that way. And you should. And that should buoy you up, but even back on out. Okay. You know, You know, calm yourself down because at the end of the day, like we said before, you got to assess your whole, you know, you got your whole relationship. What yeah, you going to pull do. up with? What you going to do? What you going to do? You do assess that nigga. But uh, what, what, what y'all think about that anyway, like renting, renting cars and shit? You know what I mean? Uh, I think uh, renting cars is economical if you don't want to put wear and tear on your vehicle. No, I'm talking about you go out of town, you rent a Phantom or a fucking Lambo or some shit. To I, don't, uh, I don't think... The way I live my life, it would be smart to kind of bring, as a tourist or someone who's not from somewhere, to bring a lot of attention to oneself. I don't think that's not that's not me. Well, that's a good perspective. I, I wouldn't do that shit anyway. It's not mine's. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not and, going And I, I think I'm more the type that if I had a Phantom, I would be like, I would rent something. It would be a scale down. 
as a rental. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rent something like as nice because I wouldn't have team, anything. We're a transport team, hundred. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got a motherfucking thing to prove. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, shout out to that. You know. Mm-hmm. You fuckers. All right. Uh, so. We got two more. Um, let's go ahead and knock this one out because this is gonna lead to something else. Um, and this was somebody uh DM this to my is real truth page. They said, Is I don't feel I'm getting the recognition I deserve for my music. Get over what yourself. advice can you give? Um, nigga What advice can I give? Or you wanna go ahead and give That's what yours? he sent me. Um here's my take on it, man. Like <clears throat> I actually checked out some of your music, homie. Your music is dope. Um, I like your music. It's what you gotta understand is happening. Like, man, you gotta be able to adjust. Um, and Anderson told me this years ago. You know, he was like, "Man, you can rap. You can rap your ass off, but you need to like look at your flow more so. Do shit like where you're talking or where, you know." And I, I had to start getting into that because if you notice, man, it, it's all about harmonies. It, it's not really just. The rapping, but if you're able to be versatile and do that, um, you know, any kind of any kind of beat where you can either adjust to what's out now and hot, or you can go to, you know, old school lyrics or however you can do it, man. That's the key. But you can't. You got to find out why you do music. If you do music for, um, the purpose of solely you're trying to get a deal and you want to be rich and famous. You're going to always be frustrated. But if you do music from a standpoint of where you can possibly supplement your income at some point or it's a stress reliever for you or it's an outlet um, for you to be able to talk about things in your life that you see going on, man, don't worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, um, And the reason why I say this was a good one to open up to because it's been a lot of shit going on, man. Motherfuckers been on Facebook going crazy. On live about these lists that have come out, you know, um, and I put up a status about this. Somebody asked me, "What do you think about the list?" Uh, I think they come in handy when you at the grocery store. I don't give a fuck about no rap list, nigga. You, you, anybody ask me that, they could put me number one. And be like, "Is the hottest nigga on here?" I still wouldn't give a fuck. I wouldn't share that shit. I don't care. Like, you gotta look at the respect I have for the eyes of the people who put this shit together. Because if you looking at a Carolina panel putting these together, these niggas mean nothing. You know, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because if they had a good voice, somebody in South Carolina would have been been put on and blew, blew up. And that would have been a, a bigger eye on South Carolina instead of always saying, oh, it's coming. It's coming. We next. Nah, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about no list. So you got to get into that same shit, bro. You really got to look at it. Enjoy your music. Enjoy your gift. Um, and just do you. You know, go into music doing that. Don't don't focus on that shit. Fuck them. That's my spiel. What you got, Anderson? Uh, what was the question again? I want to articulate it perfectly. He doesn't feel like he gets the recognition he should for his music as an artist. Here's my take on it. It said everything you could say about his slant on it. Uh, if you're not getting the respect you deserve with your music, you have to go back to you have to go back to self. Honestly, yeah. and if it says your music is dope, I'm gonna speak to you on the context of. I'm assuming your music is dope. If your music is dope, um, and I don't know these things, regardless of how much. You as an artist should have a budget. 
for mm-hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm. I repeat, regardless of what level you're trying to do any project on, if you're serious about it, you should have a designated amount of money for marketing your product. You got to have a budget. You need to have a strategic plan on how you're going to get music to tastemasters. How are you going to get it to people who you need to have your music? How are you going to get it to the DJs? How have you made the DJs aware? You know, and it's, it's etiquette to eat. It's, we've talked about that on the podcast. That's etiquette. It's actually how you engage with a DJ the first time you meet him. Especially if you don't, if you're not established, nobody know you. For all we know, you just did your first track at your at your homeboy's crib because he got a studio in the back where y'all get in the closet, and you up here saying that this shit dope, this shit alive, this shit lit, and you want somebody to play it. I don't know you from anybody. You can play something that now negatively impact my brand, like. So I'm not going to do that. I don't like doing that. I don't like to just... I'm cool about it a lot of times more often than not. But I don't like doing that shit. Don't ask me to play something immediately. I don't know you. I don't know what you're going to be... I don't know what you're bringing to the table. Let me listen to it. And if I like it, I'll play it going forward. Right. You know? Or how are you building a relationship? Like, are you... Are you... You know, are you breaking bread? Yeah. Are you... Are you even buying a drink? Are you engaging me? Are you talking to me? I, I mean, just... All of that is important. So what I say is if you have a good record, there's there's more good records that haven't been worked than not, man. You know, like yeah. a lot of people have songs and you're like, why isn't it a hit? Um, you know, and, and if you think about it, man, if you go back to whoever your favorite artist is, they had a catalog back in their conception of like, this could have been a hit. This should have been a hit. This was a regional hit. This was an underground hit. They got a whole bunch of them joints like that that never necessarily took off or elevated them to where they are now. You got to have an ass of those, bro. Right. You're going to have an ass of them like, damn, this, this was gas. This could have been a hit. Or this is when my core audience, or when I was first building, they, this is when they loved me. But it didn't take off. There's a such thing as hot records that don't take off. They happen. They happen every day, B. Mm-hmm. You know. So, really, you, outside of having a a good record, you got to have a good marketing plan. You know, like like Iz will tell you. You know, as an artist, do you have all of your music set up in a platform where you can get it to all digital platforms? Are you making residual income off of it? How are you leveraging? How are you marketing? I mean, like. What do you? What do you? What's the end game? Do you have target goals? Do you have goals on the terms of audience? Do you have plans for? I mean, what's your budget for show? What do you? You got to have all of this shit thought out. Like you can't just be pissing in the wind. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying you are, because I don't know you. I'm just I'm just speaking to you in the reference of someone that I don't know who has a hit. Right. You got to work your hit. Yeah. Most of I mean like I, I I don't even remember how many I mean the free band gang when I was DJing the strip club like. Uh, I, a lot of them niggas, man, a lot of the niggas who never, they were on the label, they got signed, they would come in there and work their record, and they would break bread. Like, as soon as they song come on, they throwing thousands of dollars, because guess what? When them same when them same dancers want to wanna dance to a song, now they're going to associate your song as a moneymaker song. They asking for that song. Right. If you got the strippers motivated and they want to hear your song, that's a whole market in itself. That's a whole wave in itself. Yeah. So... I mean, but they were all strategic with it, you know. They all knew when they were doing it. They they only did it when their music was dropped. 
And then they did it to a point. They had the the the, the dancers and the behavior like, yo, play this song, man. My man ready to break. We he ready to ball. Play his shit. So now you they they they're not even in your ear like play my song, play my song. It's happening. Yeah. They're working, you know. But that's strategic. You got to have funds. Whether it's whether it's literally throwing and blowing it away, whether it's contest to like and share, whether it's a free cash app, whatever it is, you got to have a budget to do something to generate some type of buzz. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say on it. In a nutshell, homie, don't get discouraged, man. Keep pushing. Keep putting your shit out. Um, Nigga, I had to give myself an award before anybody gave me a fucking award. Yeah, don't let a list dictate your talent, bro, because, right. you know, it is what it is. I don't give uh, shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give no fucks. Uh, I don't give nothing out of the fuck. This one's kind of funny. All right, so my boyfriend takes me out to nice restaurants, but he takes Aww. me he takes me only to places where he has the hookup at. <laughs> so, so um, how should she feel about that? Like, so I guess from the take I got from it, uh, one of my homegirls gave me this topic. I guess the take is like this nigga, like shit. You want to go to Bonefish? I know motherfucker there. Like, you gonna give me the discount or you wanna go to Texas Roadhouse? So like that. Um. I don't. I mean, as long as you you like the restaurant, you eat yeah. good. I I don't think you should feel any type way. You know, um, yeah, like your nigga plugged in with a Get lot of people yourself. at restaurants. Shit. Now, and you know, um, if you want, say hey, ask to fucking take him to go to a restaurant where you know he don't have a plug and see what he say. <laughs> if you really fucking, if you really want to know, baby, be careful what you wish for. That this nigga, nigga might put the pressure. On that the nigga, nigga might man. tell you no. But I'm, I'm just saying. But you know, something like that. Like you got. It goes back to how. What's that? What's that nigga's lifestyle? If that nigga is like living check to check, <laughs> and he's struggling, you need to appreciate the fact that he's finding a way to take you to nicer places. Real shit. But if he's like extremely wealthy and he's just being. Really, what some people would consider cheap, frugal. Let's say frugal. That's if a he's being word. frugal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see the way, the way I ain't liking this nigga. Not like yeah, he like. He, I like how this frugal. nigga talking. Yeah, I like how he this nigga got bread when he's on the TV. Mm-hmm. Like, look, if he's doing that, then you know, like, hey, you need to just you know ask if that's a big deal. To me, I don't. I feel like it's kind of that could be kind of shallow if you give a, a a big make a big deal out of it, but it. It, it it depends on the context of you know your little your little love shuawei, right? You know, so, it, <laughs> it, but I think you should just really just let it go, not not give too many fucks about it. You know, he's he's you're eating. <laughs> we're we're here. You know, you're good. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, I would say that. Uh, Everything Anderson said, we complete agree, baby. Just keep eating, drinking, and enjoying yourself. Don't even worry about where it's coming at. But my thing is, how does she even know? Is this nigga like, yo, we going here? I got the hookup. Like, how does she even know the nigga got the hookup? But you know when you see, women be watching when you pay the bill. They be watching to see how much you tip. They see if that that traditional exchange with the card <laughs> right, and, the, and the hand, if it's that true. shit don't happen. And you dapping yeah. the motherfucker up and going to holler, you know what I'm saying? You do a little like a little tip where it look like a drug a fucking drug transaction, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. do a hand over hand. 
You know, so well, good shit. Yeah. Um, all right, so we gonna transition to this last topic, man. This was uh some shit having a conversation with my homie uh. Nasty Nessa, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nasty. Shout out Nasty Nessa, man. Nah, I, I know she gonna. Even, have, I didn't even know she gonna get on my ass. I didn't even that know she, she was bad as hell. We ain't even know. Nasty, Yo, nasty Nessa, you nasty beat. But oh, uh, <laughs> the conversation we was having was about kickback. So, um, let's talk about proper kickback. Etiquette. What would be proper kickback etiquette, Anderson, or something? And and we kind of listen for all our new listeners. If y'all don't know this nigga Anderson, and y'all had went back binge listen, this nigga really they say a man's house is his castle. This nigga lives by that. It treats his house <laughs> extremely like it's his castle. Like he let shit slide. You will be asked to leave. You <laughs> you will be not invited back. If you break any of his rules, his underlying rules as well. Uh, so, what do you feel about? What What's some things that you would say? Listen, nigga, you broke kickback etiquette if you do this. You know, I was talking because honestly, like the stuff that I'm like deal breakers on is very simple stuff. Like I'm not as big an asshole as Dwayne was with 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 make it seem. But this is like simple shit, like no brainer shit. Is is. It's instant, like, we're not going to discuss this. You got to go. But I just, <laughs> you know. We're not discussing it. You got to go. But I just feel like, you know, uh, I've talked to other people, and one one that they said is, like, if you bring liquor to a kickback, you should take take the liquor with you when you leave. Oh, hell no. And don't bring an already open bottle of liquor to the kickback unless you, like, you family. You know what I mean? Like if you just somebody who just come in the hand, don't yeah, already have a bottle. That's over. that's poor. That's that's poor etiquette. Or the snacks. I don't see motherfuckers come in with the uh, damn scoop chips already. If open. it's not <laughs> if it's not Thanksgiving or Christmas, and it's a kickback, you should not try to take it to go plate of any kind. Yeah, there's you, no you there's should. no to go. No, eat was there, drink was there. You know, do your part. Um. Kickback etiquette. If you're asked to bring something, if it's a kickback with the expectation of bringing anything, if it's a snack, if it's a bottle, bring what you're supposed to bring. Do your part. Do your part. Yeah. This is a kickback. This is an enjoyment for everyone. Don't, don't, don't. And don't reach, always don't volunteer to bring cups, ice. Motherfuckers try to get the cheap way out. Get the cheap shit. Yo, bring how many, some how many real packs, shit. Hey, hey, how many, hey, look, how many packs of ice you want? Yeah. You got you got a big cooler. Hey, yeah. hey, look! Don't even worry about it. I bring ice. <laughs> Motherfucker, pull over ice tray. I get some cups. <laughs> All of that shit. Mm-hmm. Been working the hell. They they fridge gonna be broken the damn day. Just hitting that button and just throwing that shit in the cooler and freezing it, nigga. Putting it in a ziploc bag. One of my mains on a kickback etiquette deal breaker. Don't bring anybody with you that was not invited that I don't know. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You will be asked to leave. Uh, yeah. They will be asked to leave Definitely want um, you to not be here Yeah don't do that shit Don't bring nobody to my crib That I don't know uh, Who I didn't We didn't discuss prior You know Don't do that uh, Other kickback etiquette Yo what's good Nard? Um, Other kickback etiquette man You uh Podcast was up just fine Was hiding there Yeah don't um Bitches listen Y'all motherfuckers be with that shit too. Don't fucking take your shoes off and 
Prop your feet up in my shit in the couch. Curled up like you at home. Like, don't do that in the midst of everybody. Now, if you stand after the kickback, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm speaking on behalf of that. He know he still wants you to be discreet. <laughs> he wants you to just say, hey, yeah. He's finna go ahead, go to the left, and start throwing Anderson references. Yeah, so nah, me, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead take, and stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> you me, know what I mean? I'll tell you what he was about to say. Yeah, look. He wants you to just, even if you're there at the kickback and you can curl your feet on the couch, don't act like don't, you're at the kickback yeah, and don't you can do curl your feet up at the motherfucking couch. Mm-mm. Don't fucking flesh no or put no tampons or none of that shit in my shit. You wrap it up and take that shit with you. Don't do that. That's kickback etiquette. Uh, oh. What else we got? Kickback etiquette. Don't park in the... Listen, this is a main kickback etiquette. If I'm parking in the garage and the driveway... Don't fucking park in the driveway. Oh, that driveway open. It's going to get pulled up in. You park in front of the crib or I may give you instructions of where else to park. Don't fucking pull in the driveway. You don't fucking live here. There's no reason for you to do that. Um, that's another kickback etiquette. Uh, what else we got on kickback etiquette? Uh, smoke cigarettes, black and miles, outside. Um, we're not smoking that in the house. Smoke that shit outside. Um, oh, if you bring cheap ass liquor, you drink your liquor that you bought. Don't go for the top shelf shit that, you know, I may have out. Um, kind of drink towards your pay grade. So you know, if if you bring some taco vodka, um, I expect to see you drinking that. I don't expect you to to see you drinking no good shit. If you bring um, what's that shit? Uh, oh, if you bring E and J, uh, I don't need to see you putting your cup in the mist when Duce is brought out. Uh, you need to be drinking E and J. Uh, if you bring uh. What's them shit's called? Uh, Four Loco and uh, was it Limeritas? Yes. Yeah, if you bring those, um, Four Loco hoes. Yeah, don't reach for IPA or you know a Mick Ultra. You drink them Four Locos, <laughs> bitch. Get your headache. Motherfuckers you know be <laughs> at, I don't like that when motherfuckers <laughs> bring the cheap shit and then they try to level up on their their yeah. tasting. No, you bringing the cheap shit because not because it's cheap. I'm assuming you're bringing it because that's what you like. Yeah, that's what you like. We don't like that. Yeah. You drink that. You like that. So that's what you're going to enjoy. <laughs> you're going to have that. And, and if, if you saw this, but if you saw somebody, what would you do if you saw like a flag on the play and someone was doing this? Like you saw somebody who brought a whole fucking handle of E&J. <laughs> and they, they up there on the Duce. They taking a couple of Patron shots. You know what I'm saying? They they hitting up the Ciroc. You know, they getting the import you know, beers. Would, would you would you throw a flag or you just looking like, look at this bitch-ass nigga drinking? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you, you got all this liquor right here. Ain't no need. You wouldn't do it like that. You wouldn't shit, do it. Hey, 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 we gotta like understand, like what hey, the fuck going on? Hey, like hey, we got, we gotta rethink this because now you getting a little too comfortable with the way you handling shit. You know what I'm saying? Like damn, I thought about that shit the other day. Uh, we was having some kickback at Bird Crib, and we had some, <laughs> we had some top shelf because we used to be on that Hennessy. You remember the motherfuckers bought that stag? <laughs> they bought some red stag in that bitch 
And now we end up drinking it because we had drunk all the Hennessy. But yo, like nigga, hey, you gotta drink what you bring. Here's how I would here's how I'd handle that. I would I mean I would be direct. Is I'd there be any like, more wine? Yeah. You want some more? Uh, yeah. Oh, you do? Yes, right. of course. No, I'm gonna give me a splash now. I'd you be like, hey, you know, um the liquor that you brought, you know, is is that your favorite? Is that what you like? And see what they say, because in all honesty, I'm going to end up getting to the point because no one else likes that. Right. But I'm assuming you, because you brought that. Mm-hmm. So you might as well knock that out, because ain't nobody else going to touch that. Knock it all the way out. Yeah, and I would just course correct them, like, you're, you're drinking all this stuff that everyone else likes. Yep. But you brought a whole lot of only you like. Yeah. So you enjoy yourself. So listen, man. This was, uh, before I pass over to Anderson, the road of credits, this was an absolute great episode. I was really looking forward to Anderson articulating that cap of shit, because that shit has had a lot of shit, a lot of banter back and forth. I think he did an awesome job on that, um, good shit on that, Anderson. Also, just to give y'all the heads up, we appreciate the love. Um, a lot of people have been reaching out. Um, I got a whole list of people I need to go through that want to come on the podcast. Um, y'all going to have to be flexible if you want to come on because we've been recording for six months. Well, really nine months. Every Friday, 6 p.m., we going to have to switch the schedule up due to life changes. Uh, so coming up, our main day going to be life Tuesday. Changing, yeah, it's going to be Tuesday. But we go try and maybe finesse some shit here and there, but it's not gonna be on the regular. Ain't so a lot of finesse ain't a lot of room for the yeah, finesse. Yeah, ain't a lot of room for the finesse. So it's gonna be Tuesday. If you could pull up on us Tuesday evenings or anytime on Tuesdays, let us know if you flexible for that. Also, um we still got the call in. Um, we can set you up through Zoom. You can stay where you are and you can call in and be a guest on the podcast that way. We really want to fuck with y'all. Um, we appreciate y'all fucking with us. We know we give y'all a lot of shit. We talk a lot of shit about our listeners, but we love our listeners. Um, and, yeah, we really f- like y'all fucking with us, man. Mm-hmm, Amber, what's know. good, yo? Um, shout out to Amber, too, man. Oh, One yeah. of the top episodes we done had, man, from a, uh, a, a female I guest. I haven't finished your book yet, but I'm reading this a page. Now. Hurry up, nigga. I'm trying to read, too. No, but so, great uh, shit. Settle down. You buy yours um, if you want to read. One but, other thing, uh, hold on before you close out. Shout out to the OLF podcast, man. Them niggas, they them some solid niggas from. I like their movement. Them niggas got a whole YouTube channel. They got that Vegas shit coming up. Um, I love what they doing, man. They they putting on for Philadelphia. Shout out OLF podcast, man. Don't be sick of us, man. I'm going to have to get it. <laughs> hey, send me the link. Deal me the link to my shit. I'm going to order it tonight. Send me that shit, man. And um, I'm going to go in there and order it. And I'm going to read that shit. Because I, I need to read that Diary of a Side Chick. Um, so, yeah. Well, anyway. Roll the credits, Anders. Shit. But, um... Yeah, man, make sure you check in with us. Reach out to us. I say podcast, all one word. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as such. Send your topics to I say podcast at gmail.com. Send your topics to. You can also send your topics, nigga, and your music to book, B O O K D J Rain at gmail.com. Um, you can reach us by phone, 864 735 7235. 
on behalf of Merv Bow, uh, is the real truth. I'm DJ Rain. Santa, we'll see you. And fuck her off.